the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with my friend, Pastor Sonia Brunswick, and we are just Brunswick, rather. And uh, we are just, uh, we're in for a treat. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Um, Pastor Sonia is a senior pastor of Greater Life Foursquare Church in San Francisco. Uh, She has a passion for equipping generational leaders to fulfill their purpose, maximizing their potential, and seeing transformational change in the world around us. Uh, She's walked with the Lord Jesus since her youth, and she spent over 30 years vocationally and in ministry equipping leaders with visionary insight and assisting in skill and leadership development. She's a teacher, a leadership consultant, a life coach, and a speaker. Um, Sonia has been involved. I've, I've been involved with Sonia ministerially, as well as she just some other areas that um, she shared with me funny, great stories, uh, such as uh, being um, married for over 30 years to her wonderful husband, Arnold Brunswick, and uh, who is a retired master sergeant of the U.S. Air Force. She herself holds a uh, she also is a veteran of the U- United States Air Force, holding a B.A. and adolescent behavior, a master's in strategic leadership and a certified leadership trainer and consultant with John Maxwell's leadership team. She also serves, I'm not done yet, serves as the community chaplain for the San Francisco Police Department and with the Foursquare Chaplains International. And she is also a co, the co-leader of the International Foursquare Council's Council for Unity, Restoration and Engagement. Woo! Lots going on. You've been a busy, busy bee, I tell you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here with me. It is so good to be here with you, my dear sister. Um, I am, I don't know what to do with that list there, uh, other, than, <laughs> other, <laughs> other than to say, whew, 
Uh, I'm like, trying to keep talking I'm, about, huh? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work up to uh, what you're doing to make a difference in the world. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got you. Well, um, it has been a pleasure to serve alongside you. Um, my husband and I there with uh, all the wonderful things that you've been doing with greater life and, um, and, you know, serving the people of Sunnydale, uh, and the people of San Francisco. And, you know, right now, uh, Pastor Sonia, we are in such a time where there's so much violence, um, especially in, uh, you know, low income communities, uh, so much violence, so many, um, you know, when just when you think it can't get evil, more evil, there's more things that are creeping in, more drugs, more, you know, access to guns uh, and things of that nature. And so um, I want to just, you know, we're going to talk all about that. Right. So I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about being in the, you know, in the military, what that's like. I want to talk about, you know, serving in San Francisco, especially during COVID. I want to talk about CURE, the council for unity re uh, restoration and engagement. Um, but I, I want to talk about um, first you, like why, why would you, why do you care about these things? What, what, what informs your passion for people that are underserved, that are lost in our world? Wow. Um, quite honestly, uh, I think just, the more I love the, the more I love the Lord, the more um, I love people and have a, a heart to want to reach out. But um, really going uh, back to um, just early childhood trauma and, and things, you know, having experienced uh, in my own life, um, I I wish that I had had someone because we didn't have like youth pastors when I was coming up, mm. you know, and uh, um, I think the, the the closest thing we had to like a, a youth leader was my mom, you know, and, and other moms that were making us do stuff in church, <laughs> you know. And so um, when when you uh, when I look back on, on that time, it was, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of just um, it was sexual abuse and things of that nature and nowhere to turn because mm -hmm. feel, feeling mm -hmm. as if um, I had let. Um, you know, my family down. So I kept it, you know, to myself and trying to navigate through that. And when I, um, I, I got involved in, in a lot of different, um, unhealthy behavioral activities, you know, that, uh, put me in situations where I was like, I, I felt like if I didn't leave the city of San Francisco, go into the military. And that was my choice. So I, I went into the military because I figured if I didn't do that, I was going to end up dead or in jail. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was um, to me, the military was life saving um, mm -hmm. and it was in my my journeys, um, you know, from one state to another and then from one country to another that really opened up my heart and opened up my, my eyes to what God was just doing in, in so many different places. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, the first um, things that I was able to, to do, I, I remember. Um, <laughs> One of my favorite stories when I was in, um, I was stationed at Castle Air Force Base in Merced, um, Atwater, Merced. And um, the pastor uh, there was um, Reverend Dr. E.W. Rowland. 
and and we lovingly and tenderheartedly called him Poppy. <laughs> oh, I remember Poppy. Yes, yeah, Poppy. I remember. Okay. Yes. And um and Poppy was he was like a, a little Levite, you know. He just he was he was he was the safe place that you could go to and and um probably the first spiritual father that made me feel like I was loved no matter what. And so um it was under under him that my whole perspective of God changed, you know, um, God was really a father who embraced me and in his embrace, I was changed. Wow. Um, and so uh, it was there that I came to understand um, in the embrace of, of, of the father, I was able to accept the embrace of father God, right. Mm. Under, under, under Poppy. And it allowed me to be able to see, my identity in God, my identity in Christ Jesus. And so as a result, um, my heart went out and we began to, he, he was like, your life, is, you have purpose, you know, you have a destiny. And you sh- if we as the body of Christ don't live out our destiny, then we deprive the world from being able to experience um, who God is so that they too can live out their destiny. Mm. And um, and so we were it was it was a couple of um, uh, of us, um, some of my sisters, one that was in the military. We, we both served in, the, in uh, at Castle Air Force Base together. And then two other uh, young ladies that were not in the military, but we decided we were going to open up a lunch program. It was a daily lunch program where we were feeding um, the um, addicts and homeless in our community and, and in particularly youth, runaway youth. And that was that was our, you know, that, that was like my first trial of doing something like that as a young person. And and Poppy just was like, do it, you know, because we, we asked him, we use the we use the back of the church where the kitchen is and the little area. And he was like, do it, go, you know, go and and, and impact the community. And and so um, yeah, and I knew it was God because when I think about how much time I was given off every day from the military it was like two hours. Yeah. Nobody gets two hours for lunch every day, but I got mm. two hours for lunch every day to be able to um, to serve our community. And wow. so and, 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 and my 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 heart and also my, my I call her my God sister. Her name was Ginger Taylor. She's actually in Georgia now. And, mm-hmm. and um, we kind of spearheaded that that endeavor together. Um, and it just it was so fulfilling. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I never really had the context of a woman in ministry because it was, you know, we were in a Baptist church, but I, I, I saw ministry and I was like, man, I want to change how people come to the church. I, and I was like, can we just come in T-shirts and jeans? <laughs> that was yeah. unheard of back in, you know, back in, yeah. in the 80s, you know. Yeah. So, um, wow. Yeah. So, well, was, so you you came in, you uh, you had a, a man that was sent by God to 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 disciple you, to make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. And from there, you it sound like you absolutely blossom. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to uh, go to break. And I want to come back and talk a little bit about. So you transitioned from that 
And I, I know a little bit of the story of transitioning into the senior pastor of Greater Life mm-hmm. and what that was like. We actually had, I don't know if you know, Pastor Phyllis Scott, she is the president of Pastors of Oakland. And she mm-hmm. is, you know, a talk last week about what it's like to be a woman pastor mm-hmm. uh, and especially um, a black woman pastor and um, and, you know, the different challenges and also Um, the exciting new things ahead. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Sonia Brunswick, Brunswick, and we are just talking about all of the variety of things uh, that Pastor uh, Brunswick has been uh, in, involved in from uh, street outreach, feeding the homeless, feeding the addicted, um, uh, senior pastor of Greater Life Foursquare Church in San Francisco, marketplace leader, um, uh, you know, leading organizations uh, as an executive director in San Francisco, just um, all around um, marketplace kingdom leader. And so I want to ask you, Pastor Sonia, so um, you have been the uh, senior pastor for how long at Greater Life? Uh, Four and a half years. Okay. Four and a half years. And how did that happen? You know, tell me about that. (laughs) Was that something you you just knew? You signed up, right? When you were like 10, you were like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, that's me. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I actually, I, I've been in ministry for, for over uh, 30 years. Um, but for me, pastoring in the traditional context is, and that's what I call it, pastoring in the traditional context um, was not something that I really wanted to do. I, I, I um, considered myself um, a, a pastor and a mother in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, having, having run um, a scholarship program, uh, in the city of San Francisco for um, young people that are graduating. They were graduating out of uh, San Francisco Unified School District High Schools. And we would select 75 scholars every year um, and provide uh, four, four to six years of support, scholarship support, 
counseling support, um, mentoring, um, and internship. And we collaborated with a lot of other organizations to ensure their um, there's their college success. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, um, being in that role where I was advising, um, helping to identify potential candidates for our program, it was, I, I was mom. I, I approach every role, you know, every leadership role um, with the, the context of mom, because I want every young people, every young person that I come in contact with to succeed as much as I want my own children to succeed. Sure. And so and so, um, you know, that's it's it's having a pastor's heart trying to create um, opportunities for them, identify um, and help them to maximize resources, you know, help them to maximize their potential. Those those are the things that um, I see pastors doing um, uh, or should be doing. As we sow into their lives, you know, helping them to find um, their identity uh, and 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 specifically looking for the, those opportunities where we can um, open up their eyes to to the Father, right, and and to to Jesus Christ, their Savior. And so um, now, when uh, a few years ago, uh, about four and a half years ago, when my folks were um, getting ready to retire. Um, from pastoring, um, they asked me if if I would take over. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and it was it was my intent to um, to start uh, a parachurch um, type ministry that was more marketplace um, and a little more unorthodox, mm-hmm. um, and that focused on community and marketplace development, marketplace and community transformation. And so I wanted to be a part of the body of Christ that was that had an unusual, um, uh, in, uh, unusual mission, right, to transform communities, but from a very different angle to add value um, and credibility, regain the credibility that that really in the U.S. the church has lost. Mm. And so, um, you know, so that was my heart. And uh, little did I know um, when I told God, no, <laughs> he was like, no, nope. uh-huh. I know <laughs> that because like, nope. <laughs> uh, I, I just I, I didn't want I didn't want to follow the I think what was the traditional vein, because what I wanted to do was something very untraditional, at least to my experience um, in uh, in Christendom. Yeah. And so so that was that's how I came into it. The Lord spoke to me. In How did dreams. he speak to you? Yeah, in dreams. He, he did. He spoke. He spoke to me in a dream. Um, he actually spoke to me through my daughter. Spoke to me through my husband. Um, and but and the they were just part, saying, "Honey, mom, you've yes. been called. You've been called." Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, and my son who sticks by me no matter what. He was like, he's like, "Mom, if you don't want to do it, then you shouldn't do it." <laughs> That's that's my that's my that's my boy right there. He's holding you down, huh? It's like we don't have to do this. We yeah, don't need he, to do this. Huh? He's like, I got you, mom. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know. So, um, and so eventually, it was um, God spoke to me in a dream, and it really, uh, in, in my dream, you know, if I could just like try to uh, encapsulate it, I, it was, you know, I, I woke up and um, I woke up in this house. And I was surrounded by a whole bunch of young people. Mm. And but it was it was it was dark. It was like just on the edge of, of dawn. So it was, you know how it is like at twilight, mm-hmm. um, but but just before twilight. 
And so it was it was dark and it was just all of these young people. And then it was a lot of commotion. The next thing I knew it was we were in. um, It was still dark and we were in uh, under an overhang in a park, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was kind of like one of the parks where we we would have um, our church picnics. And all of these young people were just running around and, you know, and this father just appeared out of nowhere with his son and said, help my son, Mm. you know, and and so um, it was it was in that moment that that I could hear God say, this is this is what I called you to do, you know, and then it it started to get light. The, The light just started to illuminate and the young people were just it was more and more young people in this over in this under overhang. The overhang was you know, like the, the, um, where the picnic tables are with the overhang mm-hmm. over the picnic yeah, tables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden it was just young people. They just started worshiping the Lord. Mm. And so, and then I woke up and, um, and God was, was telling me, he says, I want you to do what I've called you to do. And I want you to pastor. And, and I, I, I wasn't real happy. <laughs> Um, but why not? Because, because I, I had seen, you know, um, the traditions and, and, and not really seen community transformation. And my heart was really to, to, to do community transformation. So I, I saw the dream as being that being a, a part of a movement of what God wanted to do with young people and to take, you know, um, the, it's like the, the lands to literally, literally transform the landscape of darkness to light and that mm-hmm. the young people would be the 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 vehicle by which this movement would happen. And, yeah. and so, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'll be 55 in just a, another month and a half. Wow. And I feel like, you know, you just I, getting I be, started. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and I and I say it all the time. If I can't be 80 and kicking it, I don't need to be here. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so and I, I really I really um, I want to um, be partnered with what God is doing in the generations that he plans on using in this next uh, move of God. And I really believe that it's going to be in the marketplace. And um, and that God is is wanting to do where all the efforts and endeavors are being put. And I have no problem with what's happening in the um, unreached uh, people groups of the world. Um, mm-hmm. But we have we have some unreached people groups in our urban communities here in the city, that's here true. in the nation. That's true. So that's my heart. OK, awesome. So we're going to take a break um, and we're going to come back. I want to talk about how. So this is these are the visions. This is how you've come to it. You know, some resistance because why? Because the the traditional church, you don't you didn't see, you know, wasn't sure whether the traditional church could kind of integrate into this new way of reaching young people. It sounds like so here. Here we are. We're in, you know, you're, you're in your role four years now. We're going to come back and talk about uh, what you are doing in Sunnydale and other community areas, especially during covid And, you know, some of the things that we've talked about as it relates to human trafficking. Um, And um, we'll we'll come right back and hear some more from Pastor Sonia. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. 
I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Pastor Sonia Brunswick, who is the senior pastor of Greater Life Foursquare Church. She is also a marketplace leader, has held positions such as executive director, um, just recently uh, completed uh, she's a certified leadership trainer and consultant with John Maxwell Leadership Team, Masters in Strategic Leadership, um, and just um, and also a, a, a U.S. Uh, Air Force uh, veteran. And so, uh, so many different ways we could go with this. But I really wanted to talk a little bit about what you've been doing in Sunnydale. So I have a funny story. Um, uh, we did a street outreach, so we're getting back to doing our street outreaches now in person. We've been doing virtual outreach throughout the pandemic. And uh, we did a street outreach. And um, I want to give a shout out to my sister, Pastor Crystal Rasmussen, who actually said, I want to come with you this time. I'm ready to come. So she uh, she she got in my I picked her up in Livermore. We were driving out. Uh, we we met up with uh, Pastor Noah and uh, Rochelle Coombs and uh, their whole team over at Bay Church in the city. And um, and, uh, and some others, Leslie Gashi from uh, Pillars of Hope. And it was it was a fun night. So we you know, we we got together. We're going to do our training, which we always do before we do our street outreach. And um, and but we arrive in the avenues, you know, and still in the city, but, you know, in the avenues, safe area. Right. And so <laughs> and so we, uh, we we I'm with Pastor Crystal and she's like she looks at me. She had a little beanie on and, you know, it's dark at dark out is nine o'clock at night, eight thirty night. She looks at me. She says, oh, OK, good. We're going to go here and we're just going to talk about, you know, outreach and go in this house that's right here, you know, in the avenues, we're going to go in here. And I said, yeah, we're going to go in here. We're going to do our training. And then afterwards, we're going to go to Sunnydale. Then we're going to go to the mission. Then we're going to go to the Tenderloin. And she just looked at me with her eyes wide open. They got so wide. And she said, isn't that where they shoot people and kill people? <laughs> I said, Pastor Crystal. I said, yeah, that's why I want to go. That's right, why yeah. I want to go. It's like a kid in the candy store. We're going yes. to the place where people don't want to go because we get to go and declare right. that people are loved and safe and everything. And by the end of the night, she was just smiling from ear to ear because we were able to do so much ministry and mm-hmm. we were able to love on so many people out in all three neighborhoods, communities. Right. And, and she was just, 
she would just, she said, I, I'm going back. Now she's hooked. Now she's hooked. <laughs> she's she hooked. So, You're so recruiting tell me, folks. That's right. I'll <laughs> let everybody know. Y'all can all come. Come on. That's right. But, but, but Pastor Sonia, that is her. Sunnydale is your area. So tell yes. us, you know, what's going on there? What are the needs? How can we, you know, we laugh about the, it being a place where people are being shot and whatnot. I mean, it's not a laughing matter, right. but it's just, it's, it's, it's laughable when, and I could say it for myself, when we go into places that are extremely dangerous and we know that we're covered, that's the laughable part. Right. Um, and, right. and, and so grateful that we get to go because God is sending us with someone in mind. So tell me uh, about what you're doing out there to, to, to reach the people that need to know that they're loved. I, I have a big smile on my face because I'm from San Francisco. So are you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so this is, this is, this is my community. I grew yeah. up here. And, um, and so, um, and also, you know, we used to, we used to take all of our teenagers out into the TL with YWAM, you know, mm-hmm. so we, they called them night strikes. So, yeah. you know, we were, we would be over there too with our, our 15, 20 uh, teenagers out there at night. So um, this is this type of ministry out in the community, out in the streets. That's, that's right up my alley. Yeah. Um, when I started uh, pastoring uh, full time, um, it was, uh, and, and, and when I say full time, I'm, I'm talking about it was full time, but I'm bivocational. Right. And so and so um, one of the things that I recognize was that there is um, a church here in the community, but a lot of um, uh, th- across the nation. But but there's this distrust of the church um, in uh, in our in our communities and in our society, because um, it's like the approach is we just want a notch on our belt. Somebody else coming to the church. And so um, I just started going to community meetings. I went to um, the uh, Sunnydale collaborative meetings. I would go every month. Um, I have a cousin who um, who works for Mercy Public Housing, you know, and I just would he was like, hey, why don't you come on and, and, and come? And, you know, um, he, he works with the with the youth in general. And a lot of the young people that he works with are, are um, uh, former gang members. You know, some of them are straddling. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I just, I just started going to community meetings and I just yeah. looked to see what I could do, you know, what our church could do, what, what resources do you need in order for us to help? So whatever they were already doing, you know, um, that was what we partnered with. And yeah. so, um, you know, uh, I, I know that a number of churches would come and they would do outreaches and the outreaches weren't necessarily effective. Yeah. And so um, I it was one meeting. I just kind of asked, I said, you know, what is it that, that's needed? You know, what 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 can we do to help um, to empower and equip the community? What do you guys see need of? And yeah. the, there was an overwhelming um, uh, cry for a health fair. Mm. And so we started that year We and, and uh, until COVID hit. Um, every year we were doing a, a health fair mm-hmm. and it was in and, and because we had spent, um, you know, this time, I didn't come in and was trying to proselytize or anything like that, which is, you know, 
We, we, we donated out. money. We donated resources. We donated our time. If they were having an event, we would come and we would volunteer, you know, at the event. If they were having back to school event and we would, you know, help to resource the back to school event with, you know, um, funding uh, resources and people. And so when we got ready to do the health fair, we collaborated with the organizations that are already in the community. You know, mm-hmm. and so, um, you, you know, you had the, the um, Mercy Public Housing, you had the Boys and Girls Club, you had um, um, the uh, Samoan Community, uh, uh, Samoan Community Development Center. These are all organizations and there are more, um, more mm-hmm. organizations that we partner with, at least about 10 to 12 organizations that we work with in Sunnydale. You know, mm-hmm. the wellness, the wellness center um, and the police department. And it was at the time it was Captain Jack Hart who um, I, I love him. He's no longer um, the captain of the, the Ingleside station here in the community. Um, but he was, he was the captain at the time. And we started um, um, uh, a crisis action response team to domestic violence and, and uh, gang and, and, and um, uh, gun violence in the community. And so as the, the community um, clergy, he was like, you know what? Can I get you to um, to come to um, to the police department and become a, uh, a chaplain with the police wow. department? That's how I that's, that's cool. how I became a chaplain with the yeah. police department was yeah. the police requested. They saw the work that we were doing in the community. I, every time it was something going on for me, it was it was about us having the ministry of presence. Right. And being able to respond with the heart of God and the character of Christ in the community. So we were feeding people in the community. We were um, resourcing events. We were supporting in any way that we could. If there was, um, you know, uh, someone who needed counseling, someone who needed prayer. And it was, it it was like, Hey, there was a father who died in the community and they were like, we need, we need, um, we need uh, Pastor Sonny to come so she could pray with the family. These Mm. are not typical responses, right? Um, in in the community where they would yeah. want a clergy to come, and so, so you 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 establish trust with everyone, yes. and and I think it's so good came in and wasn't coming in to start counting heads in your church, but came in to love on people, meet them where they were, really establish true fellowship, and uh, respond to needs. And wow, that's so that's so so beautiful. We're, we're going to have to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a bit about you know you and I have talked about um, what's going on in our world um, racially. Um, and just diversity wise. And, you know, as you know, you you and Heidi Mesner, Pastor Heidi Mesner of Eureka Faith Center, you guys have partnered together to create the Cure Council um, under the International Force Repair Gospel uh, denomination, um, which we are both part of. And I want to come back and talk about Cure and what, you know, what we need um, uh, as the church, right, as it relates relates to racial reconciliation um and unity before christ so we'll come right back and thank you for listening to love never fails radio for more information on this program visit loveneverfailsus.com that's loveneverfailsus.com 
We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are having a great discussion with Pastor Sonia Brunswick and uh, Greater Life uh, Church, Community Church in San Francisco, amongst other many other things. And so one of the things that I wanted us to talk about is, uh, you know, the work that you and uh, Heidi, uh, Pastor Heidi Mesner of the uh, Eureka Faith Center have been working on uh, over the last year, really, um, rolling out CURE, uh, which is an acronym that stands for Council for Unity, Restoration and Engagement. It is a um, an initiative that you both spearheaded uh, with Pastor Bill Cheney, who is retired, since retired, but spearheaded to really bring awareness and hopefully unity uh, at a time where we are um, you know, as a nation, we've been really suffering from racial division. And so I wanted to, you know, maybe have you share a little bit about why this started, uh, you know, what it means to you and um, really the implications to people in Sunnydale and like all, all these marketplace initiatives that you've been working on. If the church is going to be the church in those places, how does that map into what you're doing with Cure? Well, I I think and and you bring up Sunnydale and I want to I would be remiss if I didn't mention your husband, my dear brother, who um, came out and um, helped us start uh, um, a feeding program where we were handing out groceries in the community. And he he helped he and 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 you guys' team helped us to resource our, you know, our first one almost. It was a little more than two years ago now. Yeah, so I remember I, that. I, ha- I have to give my my brother, Pastor Tim, a shout out, you know, yeah. and and an air high five um, because because he's me, all right. He's all right. He's pretty yes, good. Yes, he's he pretty is. Good. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, and 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 for me, I bring that up because you know you you talk about um in such a time of turmoil, um such a time of challenge um that we experienced racially. Um, the, the racial divide in in our in our communities, in our world, in our in our nation, and we've we've seen it um, just take off internationally. Th- this this divide, right, um, that's been on the forefront uh, in ways that it hadn't been in the last um, in the in I mean, 
in these in this last 18 to 24 months, we've seen it on display in ways that we haven't had the opportunity to see because of um, the Internet, because of, you know, um, uh, the airwaves. But when I when I look at one of the things that's most important as the body of Christ moving forward in this time, it's, it's about us partnering and being in relationship and putting the, the love of God on display. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's why I brought my brother to the forefront, because he came out and he helped undergird um, and, and to, to help us serve a community. And we did it together. Mm. And, and so um, when when we look at CURE, the, the Council for Unity, uh, Restoration and Engagement, uh, one of the things that, that that was really a cry of our hearts. And I praise God for uh, for Pastor Bill Cheney. Um, he, he he called and you know, and was, and was like, Hey, you know, I want us to do this. Um, this, he did, we, there was no name for it at the time. Um, but he was wanting us to engage, um, the community of churches in our district and to begin to resource them and how to strategically, um, deal with this racial divide. Mm -hmm. And, um, as he and I began to talk, I was telling him, I said, you know, if we don't, as the body of Christ, learn how to relate to one another, if we don't learn how to love each other better, if we don't um, learn the necessity of being reconciled and restored in our relationship uh, authentically and engage with one another mm-hmm. in relationship, um, then it, it will continue to be a problem because the church is to model what God wants to do in the earth. And um, and and that was it was it was us just kind of talking through some things. And I shared with him how um, Heidi had called out of the blue, you know, during uh, one of the not long after the, the George Floyd thing, she and her husband. And that was that wasn't it was unexpected, you know, mm-hmm. um, hadn't had um, someone that didn't look like me. Give me a call to to see how things were going in my community. Mm-hmm. And when he was looking for someone to to lead um, this initiative, I told him, I said, I, I don't think any one person can do it. And mm-hmm. I said, it needs to be reflective, um, especially of what it is that we're trying to do. And that's build mm-hmm. relationship, right, to restore yeah. relationship between a, um, a cult, the cultures that are having such a divide. And they model that. And so yeah. I asked him, I said, can you know, can I bring in Heidi as a co-chair? And he was like, oh, that sounds great. You know, um, and so that was us really the, the, the beginning stages, the invitation where I, I wanted um, my sister Heidi because she had exhibited um, what I felt was so needed. The behaviors. Right? Yes. yes. Naturally. Right? She called she, you. Yes. She loved on you. Yes. One and 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 the listening audience doesn't know that Heidi is white and you know uh, uh, Pastor Sonia is a black woman so you know <laughs> th- them calling each other or the Heidi calling during when when George Floyd was murdered um, was right. uh, was nurturing it was touching it was loving it was it was what Christ would do right right and mm. I didn't know Heidi so that I think that's really important and I I didn't know Heidi I didn't know her husband um, she heard about. Me and I think we were on one of those platform things where people were talking about, you know, um, uh, reconciliation and the stuff that was going on. And it was about uh, uh, probably 100 people on this call. 
and she heard she and her husband heard me share and they got my number from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. And yeah. that's, you know, that that's what about. Right. So yes. it's it's really seeing the you know, that that this is your sister, your brother. Yeah. Um, seeing that not seeing, you know, them as the other or right. someone you're not connected to, but that someone you're even the more connected to. Right. Um, because of God and because of his calling on all of us, his, uh, yes. you know, love for all of us. He's not willing that any would perish. Right. That's what his That's word right. says. That's right. So um, I definitely have been um, just really uh, blessed by the work that you guys have been doing. And I hope that the um, I hope that the uh, future uh, will allow us allow us and afford us the opportunity to bring forth um, some more of that, you know, unity uh, amongst all races, all, di- all different kinds of people, right? Social economic status, oh, yeah. gender, you name it, just all of it. So, 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 you know, we only have a few minutes left. Let's not, let's not neglect the role that you're, that you're playing in, in, in developing and, and, oh. <laughs> and presenting our, our training, you know, yeah. our yeah. DEI training. It's critical. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I'm grateful. That actually was quite a um, a pleasant surprise for me because, as you know, I developed Ready, which is a, a stands for Racial Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. I developed that curriculum for our our employers that were taking on our IT Biz interns to make sure they were ready to receive our interns. So it was really for that marketplace distribution. And then this opportunity came up with Cure. And we started, you know, I was able, just blessed to deliver the message, uh, the the curriculum to 42 pastors uh, in our in our recent event, right, where we launched um, Cure and uh, and get some really great feedback. And just um, we'll see, you know, we'll see what the Lord does with it. But the fact that um, if I could be a blessing to any pastors in their churches and helping them to become more loving to themselves and more loving to their congregation and to one another in their community, then I consider it a complete honor. So, all right, we have to take a break. We're going to come back. I want people to know how they can get in touch with you and um, how, um, you know, yeah, how they can contribute to all the amazing things that you're doing. So we'll be right back. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. 
Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are in the studio with Pastor Sonia Brunswick, who is the Senior Pastor of Greater Life Community Church in San Francisco. And um, I just want to give a shout out to your, your, your son, your daughter, your husband. Woo woo. I hope you guys are having a blessed uh, October. Um, and uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Pastor Sonia is there. How can people find out more about your church and everything that you're doing? Well, you know, um, COVID did some wonderful things for us. I know a lot of people had some challenges Um you know, a lot of a lot of uh, pastors expressed challenges during COVID, but I know for us, it was one of the greatest opportunities for us to to really um, uh, use live stream. We hadn't been using live stream. We were moving toward that direction, but it pushed us there a lot sooner. And so we're on Facebook um, so they can reach us on, on Facebook, Greater Life, uh, Greater Life Church, Greater Life Foursquare Church on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, we also are um on uh instagram um and we uh we have our, our uh website which is greater life for you.org nice. so it's greater life the number four the letter u.org and um and and so you know they can message us they can you know connect with us uh, we live stream on 10 at, at 10 30 on uh sunday mornings and um, from time to time, you know, when we're at events, you know, we, we will live stream from events, you know, with what God is doing in the community. And so, um, yeah, reach out to us. Come visit us at 1015 Silver Avenue in San Francisco um, Sunday mornings. And we're out in the community Monday through Friday um, at 1652, where we're distributing meals every day. Um, you can reach out to us on on the first and third Saturdays where we're also um, taking groceries to families and also to the homeless um, out in the candlestick area. So we're hitting it and hitting hard. And uh, a lot of times we're not, we're not at the church. We're out in the, out in the communities. Wow. Every day. That's amazing. That is, I'm so proud. Godly proud of you guys. That's wonderful. Um, Awesome. And then if people, if, if there's a pastor that's listening, that's either part of ICFG or otherwise, and they want to learn more about cure, uh, they can just reach out to you directly. Yeah, at Brunswick at sbcglobal.net. Okay. Again, that's, that's Brunswick at sbcglobal.net. Awesome. Yeah, so reach out um, and, and and learn more. If you'd like to learn more about the training curriculum that the Cure Council is using, um, I welcome you to go to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com and uh forward slash ready r-i-d-r-e-d-i r-e-d-i and you can check out kind of the the essence of what um, we're trying to achieve there it's all about raising organizational empathy and um and uh and then trump being trauma informed as a just as a people because a lot of times the people who are that we're dealing with that may be diverse have experienced some kind of trauma and so it's always good to know about that all right um i also want to make sure that you're aware um as y'all know we've been pushing our lnf strong campaign very hard we are trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars um to keep our housing program uh, running strong 
Um, we, as you all know, we've had some delays in our government agencies and contracts paying bills, uh, upwards of five months um, on mm. a couple of them. And so with, with COVID, I guess people are out and, you know, uh, not pointing any fingers, but it's been a little challenging as a small business to keep our lights on. So we would greatly appreciate your support by going to HTTPS forward uh, colon forward slash forward slash www.tinyurl.com forward slash LNF strong. And you can also get that on our um, on our page, our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. Also want to remind you a couple of things. As you all know, I meant I've uh, announced it. We are no longer, uh, we do not have our online store. Unfortunately, we just couldn't make that a sustainable business. Um, so we decided to discontinue our online store and also our um, on-site store in Hayward um, is has morphed into a wholesale event for other larger stores. And so um, we want to encourage you to uh, support that work by sharing out if there's some stores that you know of, little consignment stores, and they might need some new items, send them our way. Um, We would love to be able to partner with them and we do our our wholesale events once a month. Also want to encourage you to um, just continue to, if you're a church that's listening and you would like to get involved and learn more about human trafficking, consider joining our church coalition. And you can learn more about that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash church dash coalition. All right. That's what we have for the day. I thank you again, Pastor Sonia, for being with me. It's been great fun. Yes. And um, of course, the listening audience, thank you for being here, for your support as always. And of course, if you need to hear it again or you haven't heard it before, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.